Hi, Mama. Excited to be here with you today, as always. It's such an honor to be here, really. Like, just that you're listening. I can't tell you how much it means to me. Literally blows my mind what God is doing and um, how He's using me. And I just don't understand it, but I'm so glad that you're here and I'm so glad that he's working in your life and I can't tell you how much it means to hear about it. Um, So thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being ready to do the hard work of healing. And I want to, before we jump in, I just want to encourage you, if you have found healing, if you found hope, if you found encouragement from these uh, podcasts, I just encourage you to share them on your social media or text a friend, just spread the word, because I just would love for more moms to be able to find this kind of encouragement. And um, yeah, it just would mean so much to me. So if you, if you have a second, just pause this real quick, shoot a text message, post it on your social, tag me so I can see you and I'll repost you. Um, I'm not on there much, but I do check it just to make sure no one's messaging me and I miss it. And maybe someday I'll post more. We'll see. You know how I feel about social media if you've been around here for a minute. So, (laughs) but if you use it, like let's use it for some good. So, uh, thank you for doing that. And let's jump in. We're going to start a new series today. I'm very excited. It's all about teaching our kids and some things that are important to teach them. And I'm really excited. So, uh, let's go. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, Mama. So we are diving into our series about teaching our kids. And the first thing I want to share with you, it's like my favorite one of them all probably, is the most important thing, the the number one goal that we should have as moms. Can you guess it? It's to teach our kids to talk to Jesus. So I am not an expert in parenting. I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old, and I'm still figuring things out, but that's okay. And we're going to talk about why that's okay. The thing is, the, the, what we are called to do as mothers is to help our kids grow and flourish. And it's not my goal. It's not my job to make perfect kids or honestly, like even good kids. That sounds weird, but I I can't make that happen. God is going to take care of that. It's our job to raise them in the way they should go. So when they're old, they will not depart from it. But I can't, I can't control it all. I can't make every little decision right to produce this thing that I'm looking for. And if I try and control it too much, it's going to go the wrong way. We've all seen that happen in our lives or our friends' lives. And so I want to speak to you. If you're overwhelmed with the idea of raising your kids well, like that, that feels like a lot, 
right? I think a lot of us can feel that pressure constantly. Our culture is constantly talking about this. There's so much pressure to be the perfect mom. And even though culture is talking about like being imperfect moms, there's still these things that culture is telling us we need to do in order to create these healthy kids. And I don't buy into a lot of them. And like I mentioned, like really the number one thing, like let's simplify it. The number one thing our kids need is to learn to have a relationship with Jesus. That solves everything. Now, we still need to parent, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But, you know, our, our culture puts far too much weight on how we show up as parents. And again, I'm not, I'm not advocating that you abandon your kids. I'm not saying that we don't need to think about and be thoughtful and prayerful about how we parent. But I feel like this is pressure in culture right now, and it's screaming at us, don't wound them. Make sure you're not wounding them. Don't do this kind of parenting style because it's going to wound them. You need to help them avoid all pain. Take them out of things. Protect them from all these different kinds of pain. You need to get them into all the right activities and make sure it's just the right ones and it's it's the top of the line and it's uh, all of these things they need to learn and are good for their brains. You need to get them to the right schools. You better not get them into any of the wrong schools because, oh my gosh, education there is not going to work out for them, right? We need to live in the right neighborhoods. We need to buy the right kind of toys. Like don't buy those kind of toys because that is not good for their brain. They need to buy this kind of toys. You need to find the right clothes like we could keep going, right? The right food. Oh my gosh. It's so exhausting to live in a life where we're inundated with this all the time. And even if people aren't explicitly saying, like it's culture sometimes says, hey, there's so much mom guilt out there. Like let's back away from this, right? But then, you know, if you follow any of the same people I do, or if you're getting any of the same advertisements I do, I'm constantly in my face is all of these baby products or all of these courses or all of these things that, that, that people say I, I need to have to be a good mom, to do the right thing, to get my kids to, to, to be healthy and thriving. You know, I bought into all of that for a while. Like I, when my son was first born, some of you have probably heard me share this, but I was terrified about wounding him. Like I, every minute was just so scared for when I was going to wound him, not physically, though there were moments where, you know, when he won't stop crying, I did not, but you know, you know, those moments, but, but there's more, I was this fear. I was going to emotionally wound him because I've studied psychology. I've gone there and know what, how these wounds get created. I understand it all. And so I was so scared for that moment. And then all of this pressure from culture and like this new wave of parenting and, you know, Montessori versus all these other things, like all of it just created this anxiety in me. Am I following the method right? Did he get all of his veggies today? Did I let him cry too much? Or did I not, did I let him cry not enough? Like what, what, which, what do I do? What do I do? Right? Like, have you ever been there? Like there's constantly these voices screaming at us. And there's these methods and these things that are supposed to make our lives easier and supposed to help us be better moms and help our kids grow healthy. But often they just confuse us and they, they bog us down and they burden us and they, they pull us away from what really matters. And don't get me wrong, like some of these things do matter, like nutrition. Yes, like let's get our kids some good nutrition. And yes, like really loud toys just uh, drive me crazy. And I know they're not great for kids, you know? So like some of there's wisdom in some of these things, but this constant pressure and 
fear of, of what might happen to them if they're exposed to, you know, this thing or that thing. It's just too much. And, you know, just like I, I call you to care for yourselves with nutrition and exercise and moderation with screen time and sleep, like just like I, I, I've encouraged you to, to look at those things and be healthy in those things. Same goes with our kids. Like we, we do want to be thoughtful about these and wise and use wisdom as as we make choices, as we put them in school, as we put them in activities. And so I'm not against those things. Like, yes, removing toxins from our homes is a great idea. But the thing is, uh, it, it distracts us. We think that that is what the goal of motherhood is. If we can eliminate all the clutter, all the distractions, we can get them in all the right things and have them all around all the right people, then, then everything's going to be okay. And we can take this to such an extreme and you know we uh, this I got this from my my pastor she she posted recently about how nowadays we're looking to these influencers to tell us how to parent like these influencers have come up with these new ways of parenting and and they they talk about it being the best way and but like why are we not looking to the word of god why are we not looking to some people that have done a great job parenting their kids? That's, that's what she really encouraged us. This is Pastor uh, Megan Robinson. You can go follow her. She's amazing. Um, it's, she's at, I think her handle is Diva Pastor. Uh, so that's how you can find her. She's amazing, obviously. And, you know, she was just encouraging us, like, go find some some parents that, you know, have adult children, and they did a great job raising them. Like, these kids love the Lord. They love the church. They're living healthy lives. Like, go and ask them questions. And that just hit me so hard because, you know, I've actually, God has taken me on a journey, and I've kind of moved away from this even before she said that. But I, I even still was convicted by it because I still feel the pull of what they're saying. I still feel the pull of, of them telling me this is the right way to parent, but actually God has shown me some things from his word, which, you know, his Bible holds everything that we need. His Bible tells us all the things we need to do. So why are we not taking that as truth? Why are we looking at these influencers as what they say is truth? And, you know, there, there, there's some good stuff out there. Like it's not all bad, and I, and I get where it's all coming from. One of the things I want to share for a minute, though, is, you know, one of the pastors on our staff is just so good at theology. She just like goes deep into it. And she's such an amazing teacher. And so I learned so much from her. And she talked about just briefly, she was just mentioning in passing, like we weren't even in a conversation about parenting, but she mentioned like the problem with some of these modern parenting things is that they're based in the premise that kids are born good. Like that's their innate uh, behavior. That's their innate state is that they're born good. But the Bible actually says something different. The Bible says that we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The Bible says that there's the heart of rebellion in every man. And so if, if we're basing our parenting off a false premise, it's probably not what God might have for us. Now, I, you know, I know some Christian uh, I've mentioned this before, some Christian parenting programs that, that look similar to some of the modern day things. So there's, there's ways to do it. And I, you know, I'm, I'm still seeking God and exploring and asking questions, but I just want you to get that idea. It's like, who are you looking to, to tell you how to parent? Because it's an important question that you, you need to look at. Like, who are you trusting? Like, these are God's kids. And 
you know, there's these new parenting techniques that are, you know, based on research and all these things, but it's brand new. And, you know, God has had his children on the earth for thousands of years. So don't you think there might be some wisdom in what happened before? You know, if, if he really wanted us to have all these specific things and we needed them to thrive as humanity, wouldn't he have told these us to, to us before? Wouldn't he have put them in the Bible? So I just want you to be careful. I'm not telling you what to do or what not to do, but just to, 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 to have a discerning eye about what you're taking in, about who you're trusting, about who you're looking to, who, who you're allowing to speak into your life. Because it's really important. And here's the thing, like we can try all of these methods. We can try and remove all the toxins. We can try and, you know, get all the right programs and all the right food and all the right amount of screen time and la, 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 ah, so much. Hope I didn't hurt your ears there. <laughs> we can try and follow all the rules. But the thing is, we are still going to wound our kids. It is impossible not to. That's part of being a parent. We're living in a fallen world. We are sinners. And even when we've done the work, we have times we mess up. We are not perfect. And really, it's not our job to be perfect. That's why Jesus came. So stop trying to be perfect. That's not what God is calling you to. Just get your heart right with him. And as you get closer and you draw near to him, he changes you and he changes how you respond to things and, and he moves in you. But that, that, that movement, that growth doesn't come out of trying to be perfect. That's like the surface level things you're trying to change. And that's probably maybe where some of your anger and anxiety and frustration are coming from because you're trying to change things from the wrong direction. Like you're trying to do it from the outward end. Like if I get all of the outward things right, if I can do all the programs, follow all the rules, then I will be a good mom. Then my kids will be healthy. Then my life will be okay. But that's not how it works. Jesus has always been about inner heart change. And that is where the freedom comes from. That is where the growth comes from. And so that's how we, we raise our kids the right way. As we work on us, we work on getting our heart right with God and allowing him to speak in us and change us. And as we do that, we become better parents. But even as we, we grow in that relationship, we can't possibly know what the right decision is in every moment. Parenting is full of nuances. Parenting is full of changes, right? It's like constantly changing these children. You you feel like you finally figure them out and then they change. There's there's constantly new situations and new seasons. And so I, I firmly believe in having some systems in place to handle discipline. And I'm all about, I've heard my pastors and my pastors have really influenced me a lot in, in how to parent. And they've talked about how, you know, they both chose strong and consistent love and strong and consistent discipline. And both of those things are what has helped them create these really healthy kids. And so I'm all about having systems and knowing what you're going to do for discipline and having that in place. But I, I don't want you to see your failure or your success of those moments as the definition of how your kids are going to do. Because those are important, essential, but we're going to fail. And God doesn't need us to be perfect. And so he has a plan for our kids. But you know what, what they need more than anything? Jesus. 
They need Jesus. And that's the problem with modern this modern parenting mentality. It creates this enormous unrealistic pressure that is put mostly on the moms and both on the parents, but and it puts all of the control uh, and, and that pressure on us to create these perfect lives for our kids and these perfect kids. But remember, God doesn't call us to do that. And the thing is, our kids live in a broken world. They will get hurt by us and others, like both and. And our kids, as much as we try and control their environments and teach them about how to, you know, what the, the correct names of their body parts are and, and talk to them about things and, and control the environments they're in and all the things we can do, which are important. I'm not trying to minimize those, but everything we can do in our strength and they still might be exposed to trauma. Like we can't protect them from that. And, and God didn't say it was our job to. The only thing that can protect them from all of this, the only thing that can help them get through all of this, what is it? And no, it's not coping skills. This is coming from a therapist. It is not coping skills. It's having a relationship with Jesus, right? That is the one thing that no matter what they face in this world, whether it's sickness or trauma or uh, disabilities or not learning things the right way, like whatever they're going to face, it does not matter. The one thing that will get them through it, the one thing that will help them be strong and successful and grow into healthy humans is Jesus. So I want you to think about that. Instead of looking at all of these other things to tell you how to parent, to tell you what you need to be doing, re-filter things, re-rewire them. Like this is the most important thing. And so I want you to think for a minute, how much time do you spend researching which parenting method to use or studying that parenting method? Or how much time do you spend trying to figure out the right nutrition and the right way of doing things and buying the right foods? And again, none of these are wrong. Just think about it. Or how much time spend finding the best silicone cups for your kids and all of these new gadgets that that don't have cancer in them? Again, none of this is bad. But how much time do you spend doing it all? How much time do you spend figuring out the best school, the best way of learning? And then I want you to think, how much time do you spend helping them learn about Jesus? Is it even close? And how much time do you spend helping teach them about math and teach them about all these school things and, uh, you know, whatever else you're passionate about? How much time do you spend doing that all? What, what does it look like with your conversations about Jesus? And I, I hope this, you know, I know there's going to be some conviction that comes with this, but I hope it also inspires you and takes the pressure off of you because it's not on you. They're God's kids. They are on loan to you from God. And he chose you out of everyone in the world to parent them. No one else could do it better. So it's your job while they're on loan to parent them. But if they're his anyways, shouldn't we, shouldn't we be teaching them about their real father? Their, their earthly fathers are amazing too, but their father in heaven, 
the father that's going to be with them the rest of their lives, the father that can, that can heal their bodies and their minds and, and show them the way to walk that can direct all of their paths. The father that actually holds all of the power, all of the power that all of us need. So let's, let's reform how we think about parenting. Let's reshape what the most important thing is to teach our kids. Again, all those other things are great and they are helpful and they, they help create these healthy kids, but we cannot neglect the most essential part of our job. Let's help them learn who Jesus is. You know, part of this is going to church and, and being planted in a church. You've heard me talk about this all the time. I'm so passionate about the church, especially when the world and our culture is on an all-out war against church and even Christians are questioning if they should go to church. Let me tell you what it looks like for kids to grow up in the house of the Lord. You know, my son, we were at, at church the other day and I was, I was helping tear some stuff down and, you know, he had happened, he was running around at that time and he saw me helping to tear things down and he said, mom, can I help? I said, yeah, but like can absolutely help. Oh my gosh. Watching him tear down the church. We, we were in a mobile church and so we don't have a building. So there's lots of tear down always to happen. Watching him, him help and the joy that he got. Wow. And, and how much is he learning to have a servant's heart? And you know, there were some incredible stories this week from our church about our kids ministry, like uh, just mind blowing stories. And I got to see a video of, of our kids and we're talking like three, four and five year olds and they're worshiping God. They're, they're just squeezing their eyes, trying to keep them shut and they're raising their hands and they're just singing this simple, beautiful song. Oh my gosh, there's nothing like that. And one of the girls shared with her mom later, like, I love my teacher so much. She, she helps me uh, learn to talk to Jesus, to sing to Jesus. And Jesus makes my heart feel so much better all the time. Like, wow, that is what it looks like for our kids to grow up in the house of the Lord. So do not neglect that. Even if you uh, aren't to a place yet where you feel conviction about you going to church, though, I think God's gonna, gonna work on you with that. But even if you're not there, like do it for the sake of your kids. Do it so they can, they can watch what it looks like to be the hands and feet of Jesus. They can be planted in a place where people know them. People, people are teaching them that they're discipling them and helping them raise up. Like we can't do all of the work ourselves. They need to be surrounded by a community of leaders and peers and teachers to to help raise them up. I cannot emphasize this enough. Get them in the house. Also, we got, we got to teach them to read their Bibles. That's one of the, honestly, one of like the easiest things that I do to talk about Jesus in our house. And I mean, easy is maybe an exaggeration because sometimes time can really challenge us, you know, in the morning when we're trying to rush out the door. But, but most mornings I, I, I try and make it such a point to pull out our kid's Bible and we read a chapter from it, a story. And my son loves it. He is all about it. He always asks me to read more. And it's so fun for me. Like I get to unpack God's truth to my son in the simplest way. Like there's no pressure on me. The words are already on the page. I just have to read them to him. I try and create some excitement with my voice and, you know, hands. But, you know, it doesn't matter how you do it. Just get them in the word. And, you know, one of the things that is going to impact them too is having them see you in the word. Having them see your Bible around the house, you know, because often I'm up before the kids reading my Bible. But, you know, you're talking about how important it is to be in the Word every day. 
and teaching them that, teaching them how to read it. Let's teach them how to learn to turn to God when they're upset. Like in those moments when we are super struggling and we want to be angry and we don't want to be kind, we got to pause and pray. And, and if you if you take that pause and you pray, do it out loud. Show them what it looks like to turn to God when we're upset, when we're hurting. Just take a pause and say, oh God, please help me. Please give me patience. Please help me to love even through this difficult situation. It can be so simple, but they're going to watch you do that. And now they're going to know, wow, when I'm upset, when I am not in a good place, like I don't need a coping skill. I need Jesus. Coping skills can be good too. <laughs> I'm not trying to smash on those, but really like who, who is the game changer? Who is the one that changes it all? Jesus. So let us not neglect that. And let's teach them how to pray. Let's, let's pray with them every day. And you know, the simplest way to do this is just do it at meals. You know, we want to do it more like, and try and uh, teach them more and show them more opportunities. Like those little moments, like I said, bedtime is a great opportunity too, but just figure out like some cues throughout the day to remind you to pray. And meals is the easiest one in bedtime. Cause it's like, those are already in place. You know, they're going to happen every day. There's an opportunity before it. And, you know, try not to make it this religious experience where we're just checking off the box. Like lean in for a moment and and pray and be authentic with God and show them what it looks like to talk to God and to thank him, to ask him for things. And, you know, when they're upset, like uh, try and help them learn to turn to Jesus. Like say, hey, let's pray together. Let's ask God. God says to bring everything to him. So let's, let's make this the number one goal that we have. Like all those other things honestly can wait. Like they're good. They are good. I'm not, I'm not saying they're not. But the biggest thing we could ever do is help them have a healthy, strong relationship with Jesus. So let's throw all that confusion aside, throw all those to-dos and things we're trying to figure out, and let's point them to Jesus every day. And that's our number one goal. Like, that's it. And then once once we get that flowing, maybe we can add in some of the other pieces And those are really helpful. Like nutrition does help kids, you know, be more regulated and help them make wiser choices, but it's not the number one thing. So let's make the number one thing, the number one thing, and then everything else can fall in place behind that. And and you know, you are equipped for this. Like, I know some of you are sitting here thinking like, well, I don't know how to teach them about Jesus. Like, I I don't, I'm not a teacher. I I barely know kind of how to pray. You are equipped. Because God called you, and when God calls you, he equips you, and you've call, you're called to parent these children, so you are equipped. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be pretty. Just show them how to talk to Jesus like you talk to a friend. That actually is more impactful than, than using pretty words and, and big statements. Like, I mean, God says to enter his kingdom like a child, the faith of a child. So, so do that. That's beautiful, and you're going to teach them that they don't have to put on a pretense for God. They just come authentically wherever you're at. That is huge. And God is going to equip you as you go, as, you, as you're as you reading the Bible with them. God's going to reveal what things mean and going to give you the words to help guide them in, in understanding what that, that scripture meant. Especially when you do a kid's Bible, like it, it spells it out for you. You are equipped for this. You are going to have an amazing impact on your kid's life that will last with them forever. I can't wait to hear how that goes 
I know God is going to show you just maybe like a one next step. Like what's one thing you could do to, to introduce them to Jesus, to show them how to lean into Jesus every day. One little thing. Don't get overwhelmed with the task. Just choose one little thing and go from there. Let me pray for you. God, I thank you for trusting us with our kids. God, I thank you for the gift of them. I thank you that, gosh, what a responsibility it is. But but God, also, we know that you are in this, God. We know that they're really your kids. And so we know that you have them. God, you are seeking them out, God. You have a plan for them. God, you planned them out before they were born and you have plans for their future. And so we know we can trust you, God. We know that you love them even more than we do, which is so hard to fathom, but we, we, we know that you do. And so God, we just pray that you would help us keep in sight what is most important, God, that we could, we could know how to filter through all of the rest and fix our eyes on what is most important. And God, give us the words to teach them about Jesus. God, give us the moments. God, give us the courage and the boldness. God, I just pray for confidence. God, we, we rebuke all the lies that would say, I'm not equipped for this. This isn't for me. This is just for pastors. That's, that's a lie. You are equipped, mama. God, I pray that that confidence, that God-led confidence would bubble up in, in each mama right now that's listening. And so we got, we think about how you're going to change the lives of our kids. We pray for uh, wisdom with discipline, God. Just guide us to, to who to look to, to who to, who to turn to, to get some knowledge and some wisdom about how to discipline our kids well. And God, we thank you that you've given us all the answers that we need, Lord, and there's nothing that we're lacking. You're a good father, and we love you so much, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you.